0: welcome to pickle me this the officially unofficial podcast for rick and morty on cartoon network's adult swim i'm your host jim and i'm aaron you can subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts today we're talking about season one episode 10 close rick counters of the rick kind here's
1: aaron with the recap Rick is shockingly killed by a visually coded as evil Rick and Morty over breakfast. The good news is it's not our Rick, but our Rick is brought in by the council of Rick's on suspicion of serial Rickicide. Rick escapes from the council fugitive style and is forced to investigate the crimes to discover the real Rick responsible. After a struggle where our Morty is instrumental in freeing our Rick from the clutches of evil Rick, it's revealed that evil Rick was being remotely manipulated by a sophisticated cyber receiver. As all the orphan Mortys of the murdered Ricks are loaded onto starships for transport, we see evil Morty take off his eye patch, which was hiding a sophisticated cyber transmitter. Meanwhile, as a detachment of Ricks sets up shop in a Smith household in an effort to apprehend our Rick, Jerry forms an unlikely bond with the decidedly un Rick like Rick. All right, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? I mean, I don't know if this is my favorite. Episode of the season, but it's like the Ur episode as oh, far yeah. as setting off massive, far reaching plots with consequence. Like uh it's one of the handful episodes that really expanded the world. Um and this is like felt like maybe it didn't expand the world, but it like started to pay off some of the logical conclusions of the world they've already built. Uh establishing the Council of Ricks, the concepts mm-hmm. of the Rickus Rick. Uh, exploring what it means to be Rick through the prism of our Rick, the Council of Ricks, Doofus Rick, uh, and what it means, to, and consequently, what it means to be Morty. Um, and I, it's very entertaining. Like the idea of the the Mega Shield of Morty's psychically shielding uh, the the evil Rick, I thought was pretty brilliant and and f- and funny in execution and concept. Yeah. Um, we got to see like you know Morty kind of succeed and, and save Rick in a kind of uh, re- reversal of their typical roles. And it was, it was a lot of fun and it promises to be a lot of fun in the future. Uh, what did you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with all that. And I think this would have been in all honesty, an excellent season finale. Uh, I know there's one more episode after this, which who knows what's going to happen in that one. But this is a big moment for Rick and Morty, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It's It's as big as... Uh, you know Rick Potion Number Nine, where they they abandon their universe and take up residence in a new one, yeah, or, or dimension rather. Yeah, and and I think it's, I I do think it sort of expands the universe of Rick and Morty. Sure, I think yeah, it, it does. There are some inferences that we could have made before, but the idea that there's a council of Ricks, um, and and sort of you know the the idea was out there that there's are an infinite number of ricks but to see sort of the variations on that that there are in fact variations on that um that ricks consider rick mm-hmm. uh and where those lines are drawn i i think yeah sort of expands our understanding of this universe
1: yeah i mean this is as big a deal to rick and morty universe as like the first appearance of the cigarette smoking man is on the x files universe uh-huh. like it's something that uh sets it apart from like a monster of the week or sets it apart from like your half hour animated TV show. That's just a purely um, episode or yeah is it? No, it's purely, what is it? Episodic mm-hmm. versus serialized. Yeah. Um, this kind of like winningly hybrid blend where there is, you know, you do have like, uh, you know, a certain amount of lack of continuity where everything kind of snaps back into shape in time for the next adventure. But you also have these um, kind of like longer arcing plots, and uh, mm. you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, to borrow Rick and Morty parlance, it's the it's it's stuff like that's really gets the fans dicks hard. Yeah, it's uh, extremely satisfying. Yeah, because yeah. Uh,
0: the the week to week stuff is great, but I as something that can kind of hang together as a whole.
1: Right, this type of episode really brings it all together mm-hmm. yeah this is why like this is this is one of the reasons why it's it's inspired a particularly rabid fan base because it's, yeah. it's not just really funny and really thought-provoking but it also is just like, a, like one of the more fertile grounds for fan theories and speculations and it seems like when we're Hell talking yeah. about all the different podcasts we've done you know the westworlds the game of thrones the true detect the ones that actually mm-hmm. encourage you like oh i've got the, the puzzle box ones yeah. um they they always are ones that really sink their hooks into the fans. So. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a
0: love-hate relationship
1: going on between the, the writers and the fandoms and that concept. I don't doubt it, because it's fucking, <laughs> like... Uh, it's all fun and games while bi- building the puzzle box, but then when you open it and give the answer, that's where... You know, you just the, where the fans decide whether the last ten years have been worth it or total bullshit. Uh-huh. And the you know you, you take your best shot, but you're you're trying to play a game against you know a hundred million crazy people on the internet. Yep. And I don't envy anyone that tries to 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 gamble at those odds. I'm glad I'm just the one passing in judgment of it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Our jobs are way easier. Uh, this episode is super big to get our arms around. Uh, where do you want to begin?
0: Well, let's start with the the smaller pieces because the bigger pieces, we'll, we'll have to work our way up to those. Uh, doofus Rick. Okay. I have so many questions about doofus Rick. A, is doofus Rick actually a doofus? Because it, like, I, I, the number one question that stood out to me as I was considering whether or not doofus rick is actually a doofus is whether i think rick <laughs> the royal rick is a bully hmm. and i think emphatically my answer is yes he yes. certainly can be yeah and so when i look at doofus rick i don't see him doing anything that's particularly doofus-y. what i see is a bunch of other ricks pointing at him and saying this guy's a doofus he eats his own shit mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean which he vigorously denies, but then again, uh-huh. he he does have a no bake brownie recipe that <laughs> yeah, could be There's a sus- lot of consternation, sus- suspiciously suspiciously shit like in in consistency, if not in taste and smell. And the, uh, the fact that Jerry enjoys them doesn't really right, answer yeah. that question. Yeah, he you know Jerry uh, he he might be one of those guys that's totally in on the shit eating dimension. Uh-huh. Um, and you know some spec- fans have speculated that uh, perhaps. Uh, uh, doofus rick is from the the shitty dimension um mm-hmm. but i uh, know i don't think so i think you're right that there's some kind of some quirk about this guy that also made him uh very lonely you know because this is one of the the unique features of this rick is he never got married so this rick doesn't have a beth this rick doesn't have a jerry mm-hmm. uh importantly this rick doesn't have a morty and uh you know kind of being lonely in the universe seems like it made him more kind and empathetic and mm-hmm. um and i don't know like i i would believe that he's not the smartest of of ricks but the man okay. did whip up a no bake brownie recipe out of uh, test tubes full of chemicals yeah how
0: dumb can he really be he can't, he's smarter than me for sure, he's smarter
1: than all of Earth scientists. Whose this technology has so far eluded, so mm-hmm. uh, that that puts him on, and he's on the he's on the Rick scale. But what's, what I think is really interesting to, to go to your, your 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 core answer is that, or your core question is they introduce this concept called the central finite curve, which I think is the writer's way of acknowledging that there is an infinite un- possibilities in this universe, mm-hmm. and not all universes have a Rick. Okay, but the central finite curve is like the section of infinity that is has all the permutations of Ricks and all the yeah. permutations of Wardies, and I think it's interesting that like our Rick is C one thirty seven Rick, right? Uh, Doofus Rick is J nineteen Zeta seven, uh, and so where like, could you possibly be going with the the Monikers, I, but I mean, okay. this is this is this is a, a wild ass guess, but I haven't seen it really explored in the fandom. Like, is that an indication that like because we know our Rick is kind of close to like the prime part of the central curve because, you know, he's very yeah. similar in look and temperament to the other Rick's. Uh, in fact, he's, like, one Rick away from the evilest Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm just going with this, the, like, you know, you got C-137, and then you got j 19 z 7 Like, all the different prefixes and suffix indicate that this Rick is pretty far off. Pretty, pretty... Lots of different uh, standard deviations off that standard finite curve. Sure, yeah. So, like... It could be that uh, you know, when you get that far off of an outlier, if all the different things inferences are making are true, that, you know, maybe he isn't as smart, but all or and the other thing is like maybe he's very smart but in different ways. Like maybe his emotional intelligence mm-hmm. quotient is off the charts. Sure. Um But I don't know because cause Jerry's such a such a genuinely kind of terrible person in his own right and has so many bad qualities that uh empathizing with him kind of indicates that he's a bit of a dumb-dumb, too.
0: Yeah, I found myself examining that relationship and thinking, hmm, so if Jerry... If Rick were dumber, uh, or or at least less concerned with showing how intelligent he is and, and demonstrating that to Jerry, then they would be friends, right? Like, it, But Jerry is so damn insecure about really everything. I mean, it's a defining characteristic. But his intelligence, specifically around Rick, that... Neither one of them can be uh, friends, be civil to each other. Hmm.
1: It could be a very unique circumstance that, like, it's the fact that um, they both have a shared common history of being bullied by Rick's. Mm-hmm. So and he doesn't have enough time to spend around Jerry to get like get the idea that, uh, you know, to see all of Jerry's shortcomings and Jerry doesn't get to spend sure. enough time around Doofus yeah. Rick to see his shortcomings. So it's like they got this mutual admiration society and maybe if Doofus Rick was to be around Jerry for a month he'd be tired of him or um but like their relief at like, oh, you're a Rick that's not gonna bully me. Oh, you're uh Uh, a a being in the universe that's not going to bully me, make me feel less than um, I I, that's seems like the basis of, of their friendship.
0: Or my other big question about doofus
1: Rick, why the hell did they bring him on this mission? (sighs) I mean, I think that goes back to Rick's bullying streak because like there's a, there's a really great line where uh, Morty and Rick are on the run and Rick says, like, uh, you know, they're gonna the, the the Ricks are gonna spend a couple hours bullying or tormenting Jerry because they just can't help themselves. But after that, they're gonna they're gonna like like if the Ricks got down to business, they'd find them right away. But they're gonna be distracted uh-huh. by bull. So like, and 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 like the unique circumstance of being able to m- bully Jerry with multiple Ricks around. Um, I wonder if like they really bring Doofus Rick just as like, well, what if Jerry's at work that day? Gotta have some, you know, like (laughs) that's like punching bag. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, like, you know, in the Parks and Rec, how um, Jerry's character was Uh like the office whipping boy, and when he like was out of commission for a while, they started beat um, they started persecuting Tom. Yeah, like maybe that the the nature of the Ricks is that like there's not an obvious target for bullying around, they'll turn on themselves and like, oh, that could get. Okay. You know, it's one thing for, you know, to have a proxy war between the United States and USSR fought in Afghanistan or Vietnam. But, like, it gets scary when they square off together. Gotcha. Like, yeah, Jerry's Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. And the that Ricks are the superpowers. Sense, actually, for sure. <laughs> it's a self-preservation thing. All right. Another f- fascinating concept, and I think we actually – in one of our mini uh, pre-this kind of uh, uh, comprehensive coverage of Rick and Morty when we were just talking about in passing on like Bald Move TV, uh, is I-, I remember asking you the concept of like what do you think about the Rickus Rick or Mortius Morty or like what would the to Jim look like mm-hmm. in, a, in a universe of infinite possibilities of you – um, and I, I still like, I don't know that I have an answer to that, but it's a really thought provoking question. The fact of like, if given an infinite universes of yourself, infinite permutations of yourself, could you pluck from all that set a singular, like the, 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 your best self or would there be as essentially an infinite version of your best selves?
0: Yep. That's where I'm headed. Yeah. Cause I don't. I don't think like it it's all about perspective, and I think every different gym would have a different perspective on what the gym is, gym is uh I don't know that this concept holds up to uh, the the concept of the Rickest Rick holds up to
1: infinity. When you, when you talk about the Council of Ricks, which is a great idea, it's a fantastic idea. I love it. Mm-hmm. But like, it makes you wonder about like the Bootlicker Ricks because one of the core de- definitions of Rick is that they don't respect authority. Yeah. So like, who are the Ricks that are like uh, the the police Ricks? Who are the like the pig Ricks as they call them in here? The count, ca- um, the ruling Council of Ricks. Like, how did they get elected? Why is their hair and facial hair <laughs> yeah. so like? Why this
0: is-, is where comedy and logic break down. We yeah. are at the intersection of. Uh-huh. Of those two things that just breaks everything because, right, you're right r- a true Rick, the Rickest Rick, uh, e- even to be defined as a Rick, I think,
1: in my opinion, has to have some sort of anti authoritative streak. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you got the Justice League of America, right? And then you got the, like the Legion of Doom. Is the Legion of Doom the opposite of the Justice League? Because the Legion mm. of Doom implies that they are capable of working under a hierarchy with rules and cooperation. Like the opposite of the Justice League, the Legion League. of Anarchy never got off the ground. Right, right. The, no, the the the, <laughs> yeah. the opposite of like the Justice League would probably be like some kind of renegade, just just total out for themselves, like you know, like singular malevolent force. And I'm I'm wondering like if the if there's a similar type of dichotomy where because I was thinking like okay. If you've got a council of Ricks and they're kind of like this uh you know wet blanket force of the Rick universe, like is there could there be like the Legion of Doom Ricks where it's like, oh these are all the renegade Ricks and they'd band together, but like that's kind of gets in like the the horseshoe political theory where it's like if you warp far enough to the left, you come back around to be like fascism, and if you go too far you know I, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know the Rickus Rick has to be a singular thing by definition so he couldn't ever possibly team up with any other ricks and so like how how does that rick and if you
0: judge by that standard i think our rick is doing pretty well at being a rick
1: yeah and there was also there's all he wasn't the only one though right because you had like the sure. the scientist formerly known as rick <laughs> and all the other murdered ricks that were like these singular uh, people um i i just wonder like but but th- that that begs the question how can rick ever win like, if, if there is going to be a winner or a loser, how does he ever, like, long-term win against an infinite Rick's that are willing to... Yeah. They're slightly less Rick than him, but that, that less than allows them to band together and work effectively. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, is, our, is is the Rickest Rick, like, so much better than the next Rick in line that he can just effortlessly beat them with his individuality? And It's a good question, uh, especially
0: when sort of lined up and compared, you know, in a, a list, much like Evil Rick does here.
1: So you show evil Rick kind of lining up all the ricks from the other dimensions by evility, but like mm-hmm. by the nature of infinity, couldn't you take any two arbitrary Ricks along that point and say that there's an infinite amount of ricks in between that?
0: Sure, this is why I don't believe in evolution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because why
0: well, okay show show me the missing rick
1: oh i see yes <laughs> yes uh well you need to th- pick up the uh punctured equal rick uh, punctured uh theory of evolution as of popularized by Stephen j rick
0: and do i need to put the footnote that that was sarcasm
1: okay uh bolded slash s yeah for that last statement for sure um can we talk about the idea of Morty's being a camouflage for Rick. Oh man, I love this. This yeah. is this is gotta kind of be cribbed off the old, like in the you know the expanded universe Star Wars books, like the explanation oh, yeah. for why Yoda mm-hmm. lived on Dagobahs because that that dark side cave was like a negative and he was a positive, and when you looked at him from a distance, they equaled out to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Rick's brilliance is canceled by out by Morty's stupidity. Um, I, I have. I have a perhaps controversial alternative theory that
0: that would render Rick's uh, explanation completely debunked. Okay, so Morty's everywhere, tuning in with rapt attention. Listen up, Morty's. (laughs) Uh, So there's a joke and it's obviously a joke. And I don't know. (laughs) You know, I've got to read more into this because I'm podcasting about Rick and Morty Mm -hmm. uh, where Rick says, Essentially, that this dome of Mortys is inefficient. He can do the same with five jumper or five Mortys and a jumper cable. Right. There's an implication there that is the pain of the Morty that is actually camouflaging Rick's
1: intelligence. Interesting.
0: Because electrocution is what he's talking about, and that would presumably cause more pain than getting stabbed in the side. Uh And if you can do it with less Mortys and just amplify the pain, it's the pain that actually camouflages him. So every time. Rick takes Morty on an adventure mm-hmm. and he, you know, fucking breaks his legs or he suffers some emotional pain. I was gonna maybe. say, like, the emotional pain is constant. Right, right. You could say that Rick is
1: camouflaging himself from
0: the other Ricks.
1: Because you're right. Like, if it was just their stupidity, you wouldn't have to torture them. You could just exactly. literally have them, yeah. the, the Mortys in. in uh, Yeah, put them can- in that room and, yeah. yeah, just have all the Mortys there congregated. It's It's actually their pain. The camouflages Rick. Yeah, you could hook them up at like Matrix style, to where like they're living in a perfect Morty simulation of making out with Jessica, and then they're easy to control and mm-hmm. they don't. Uh, but but yeah, that's I don't see anything wrong with the, that. The theory. thing wrong with it is they're obviously just making a fucking joke. <laughs> well, but here's the thing: it's like okay, like let's take it, let's take it, let's try to take it serious though, okay. because like. <laughs> It's it's almost like because I can see the opposite objection will be well then Rick is wrong in his own theory of like why Morty's are the armor but mm-hmm. if he told Morty that truth it would actually lessen his emotional pain and make him a less effective shield right like It could you, yeah. he says like it's you know it's not just dumb it's just that uh, your your psychic suffering is what, what what masks us like number one it would blow up uh it 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 did a lot it did it would effectively make morty harder to work with rick you know because it's like uh-huh. it's, it's already oh, had him semi-rebelled just the fact that like rick bluntly stated like look you're stupid <laughs> i'm smart and i also thought it was that you know we go back and forth about rick and caring for his family like this is a pretty sensitive way for rick to broach the subject like he went out of his way to not punch morty in the face with like look kid you're stupid you're just like you're just unfathomably yeah. stupid and i'm i'm un unimaginably smart and that's what it <laughs> is until like morty kind of got his back up and he's like okay yeah let me explain why you're an impenetrable suit of human armor because um yeah no i like i like the the gym theory of pain i mean it just checks out i think it's unassailable for sure Where i'm going to delete all this bullshit in the rick and morty wiki and <laughs> just and, put the pain yeah to yeah, the it's, pain it's just the pain it's just the pain uh, a couple, like, um, personality notes or character development notes. I liked that Beth is, when with all the Ricks squatting in her house, like, Beth is kind of in heaven. Oh, yeah. Like, she's just mainlining all this affection and attention from the Ricks. And, uh, you know, the Ricks are all doing that thing where they're kind of facetiously complimenting her, but she's eating it up. Mm-hmm. Um, she attempts a fart. Or or no a belch a belch she she gets in on the action she yeah. gets in on the action um I thought that was fun um also um the, the man we're gonna get deep into the spoiler section and some of these theories but. Uh, without going into that, evil Evil Rick's plan was to go through Rick's mor- memories, absorb them all somehow, or catalog them, and then kill him. And we see these him going through all these memories, and he gets to one where you know he's picking up Morty and bouncing him as a baby boy, and mm-hmm. Rick actually gets tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Those are genuine tears, right? He says it's because I'm allergic to dipshits, which you know that's what Rick would do, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna keep doing this 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 bit, but like. It the answer is pretty clear that Rick does have an affection for his family.
0: Yeah, he's got to.
1: Yeah. Um. Again, like whether that spans like may, maybe it's just singularly focused on Rick and and maybe like there's an outward stretching concern that envelops like kind of Beth and Summer and outer uh, orbits and then way 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 out in the Pluto irregular orbit is maybe Jerry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he drifts closer to the sun of Rick and sometimes he goes spins out into the Kuiper belt, but. I, I, this is, this is solid. I mean, we actually see a genuine show of emotion from Rick. So, case closed. Yeah. There's a couple of other kind of funny things here. Like, I love the all multi dimensional uh, jumping where you go through the greasy grandma pl- uh, dimension and then you go mm-hmm. through, uh, I can't even say, like, it's, you go through a, a phone dimension where they're ordering pizzas with chairs on them and you go through a chair dimension where they're ordering. Pizzas with phones on them, and then the people are chairs, and chairs are people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like where they get to the chair dimension, and the Council of Rick show up, or the Rick Rick squad shows up. And they're like, just to make everything easy, we're going to put red X's on our foreheads. Um, Which there's a little bit of a gag at the end there, but the next scene, we see Evil Rick is living on a planet with a literal red X. Like, it's got red Saturn rings that are intersecting, and I thought that was kind of like... It it seems like the universal way of a Rick identifying itself is to put a red X on it, and then you've got the evil Rick uh, setting up at a headquarters that's marked with a giant red X. I thought that was a very, very fast and funny kind of visual gag. Speaking of dimensions, uh, this is where I
0: regret the whole idea of keeping a dimension watch.
1: (laughs) Jesus, yeah. Because
0: there are countless Mortys, countless Ricks. Uh, I think the whole thing falls apart here, and we probably just need to stop.
1: Yeah, we probably just need to give up. Well, I, well, there's there's a link to the the Wikipedia that you that yes. will try as best as anyone can to catalog all these dimensions. But when when you were starting this this fool's errand, I'm like, what are you going to do? There's like there's yeah. like some episodes in the future that's literally just Rick running through various dimensions. And hell, we can't even tell they're just seeing a planet in a dimension. And yeah, so uh, we I fine. knew it would
0: come to this eventually, but
1: it was fun while it lasted. Well, you got like ninety one percent or 87% through the season one before he gave up, so... Yeah. Uh, I'll I mean, take it. You 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 did better than Rick. Like, Rick made it five minutes into a plot before he burnt the whole thing down. That, that shows True. some real staying power. <laughs> and then the last kind of, like, rule, the new rule they added with the Rickest Rick and the Mortiest Morty, uh, like, Rick cautions, you know... Morty about hey, if you get a cocky Morty, it can lead to some real big problems. I'll explain when you're over, which is literally you can hear the writers' room punting to future seasons on that, Yeah. Uh, and it smashes cuts the evil Morty. I, I'm really interested to see like what a cocky Morty is, and like uh, what that means from a Rick's perspective, and what it actually means with the rubber on the ro- uh, when the rubber hits the road. Um, think- which we'll get to, and we're going to take some stabs at that in the the plot to the future section.
0: Uh, last thing that. I feel like I need to talk about here is importantly in an infinite universe. I think the implication from the, the idea of a Rickest Rick and a Mortiest Morty is that there might also be a Rickest Morty and a Mortiest Rick. Mm. And maybe that's what we're seeing in evil Morty. Mm. Maybe he is so much like
1: Rick as we think of him that
0: he's the Rickest Morty.
1: It's like a one of those political axes where you've got like authoritarian and like you know uh, whatever. Uh, you got you got a Rick axis and a Morty axis. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, four quadrants. You're gonna get all the combinations. Yeah, that that, that also would logically imply that there's a Rick that's simultaneously the rickus Rick and Morty is Morty because oh, he's shit. pegged on both axes, and then you've got one axis that's like. The least Rick Rick and also the least Morty Morty. Mm hmm. Uh, all in one body. That's like, just those, Jerry. That's the. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, that's a real alpha and the omega there. You know, maybe I don't connect
0: because I'm the rickest Rick there is. And you know, it would go, uh, go without saying that the rickest Rick would have the Mortiest Morty. It would go without saying, huh? Yeah, it would. Did you hear me say it? Nah.
1: All right, Jim. Enough Stalin. It's time for us to get our our portal guns out, tuned to Dimension BM77, to access behind the scenes details, trivias, and spoilers for future episodes. Since this is a Myth Arc episode, uh, buckle up. Um, actually, it's not going to be that bad because we, or at least I did when I was looking at the um uh when I was looking at speculation and like theories on this episode, I. Uh, was able to confine my searches for things that are kind of contemporary, contemporary to this season. Okay, uh, so I was looking at like you know using some of the the my Reddit search food to like limit things that like were three, pl- three plus years ago or four plus years ago because mm-hmm. um, like. There obviously there is a continuation of this plot in another seasons, most notably the 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 last council of Rick, the the last Citadel of Rick's we, episode we saw with like the training day stuff and evil Morty winning an election. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get to season three, we get to that episode. We're going to go for broke on trying to like do an exhaustive kind of review of like all the different theories and stuff. But um, what do you so having said all that? How do you want to open with this? Uh, Do you want to start there? Do you want to start with some of the commentary stuff? No, I mean, we can start there. I I think the... uh, I was
0: reading around on Reddit, too, and one of the contemporary theories, uh, the whole idea behind this is maybe the Morty that we know in our current universe, like C-137 Morty, might actually be evil Morty. Um, Sort of maybe time travel, but more likely uh, come through from another dimension. Like, Like, he's been... You know, because Rick talks about having traveled to future dimensions and stuff like that, uh, or spent time in the future. So you conceivably have a, a Rick um, having persecuted our Morty so much that he's turned evil. Mm. He's kind of learned, you know, what kind of person Rick is, and he's coming back to destroy him.
1: This is kind of the problem with a lot of this, and I, I'm I'm very curious to see how they end up squaring a circle, but... Uh, we know from the commentaries of the season that the showrunners have decided to set this in kind of like a Simpson-esque uh timelessness. Where like, you know, yeah. in Simpsons, uh Bart and Lisa can be off for summer vacation and they go back to school, but they didn't age a year. Like mm. they're on this continual treadmill where they they're all you know, Bart's always gonna be like a twelve-year-old and Lisa's always gonna be like a ten-year-old, and Lisa's always gonna be a baby um even 20 years into it um but this theory seems to require like real passage of time right because like i I, well
0: evolution of character hmm. which i don't know is the same okay but but i think so so i know after listening to many commentaries that the creators have a sort of love-hate relationship with this thing that they're creating and the fandom because the fandom you know, Dan describes them as like piranha-like where they go in and they think about the episode for three days, pick everything apart. Right. And and I sort of think they got into trouble a little bit and, and they should have avoided giving specific ages, specific amounts of time. If you just say, you know, Morty is a kid mm-hmm. and Rick's been gone for a long time, mm-hmm. you can kind of avoid a lot of this piranha-like behavior where you can pick at, very specific references and and uh, yeah, I I feel like they made a mistake in giving actual specific numbers. Like Morty is 14. Rick's been gone for twenty
1: years. That- right. But it's like kinda like I but but those limitations also make things interesting because like I've often maintained that like um one of the problems that like fantasy series get into unless they rigidly define like the rules of their magical system, it's like You run into, and there's a little bit of this, like, even in a a series I admire, like Harry Potter, where it's like J.K. Rowling was clearly pulling shit out of her ass in the latter half of those, at least in my opinion, where it's like, oh, it turns out if you have two wands that have the same core and they go oppose each other, like, it uh, spontaneously ejects, like, the last X spells that they cast or some shit like that. Like, that Mm -hmm. wasn't a rule in the first Harry Potter book. McGonagall wasn't teaching that in Hogwarts. What the fuck? um but then also you can get in this case where like the rules of the universe are so rigid that it doesn't allow for anything surprising or interesting to happen sure yeah. um and if they went with like well you know everything's arbitrary nothing's real then like you can't you know like a lot of these puzzle box these mystery box things tend to deal with like things that happened long ago that you know um that 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 then pay off because you need that kind of amount of time to tell a real conspiracy right like, you know, the next time we see evil Morty yeah. when he has consolidated his power. But but it's so bizarre because, like, w- like in, in the, the future episode where we've got, like, a training day, Morty, and he's, like, hard-boiled, and he's got a pot belly, and he's been on the job for, I don't know, has he been on the job a month, six years? Yeah, who knows? It's impossible to say. And you've got, like, different Ricks. like it, It's like, if these are all Ricks, and all Ricks are, like, 65 years old, and all Mortys are 14 years old... How can one, how can some Mortys have so much more experience or be so much more hard bitten? Or these, well, I guess in an infinite amount of Ricks, maybe the answer is there's some Ricks that never went away from their family. Sure. So they've yeah. been like, like some of these Mortys have been like on these adventures since they've been five years old or mm-hmm. maybe even from infancy. Like imagine a, a, a dimension where Jerry and Beth die in a car accident when Morty's six months old and Rick adopts him and takes him. I yeah. don't know, maybe there's a Morty's been raised by Birdman. Like there's, there's no limiter on of... that throttle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, Jesus, uh Yeah, but it almost feels like they want their cake and eat it too. But that they kind built of thing. a world that a lot like they've they built a world that essentially is Katie Barredora already, because you've got all uh... infinite dimensions, infinite realities, and also they've got age their characters are essentially ageless, so like there's already so many outs they could take to, you know I guess their big fear is like they're gonna have to eventually uh, if they want to pay this evil Morty plotline off in a in a satisfying way, they're going to have to pick a lane and, and go there. But when they do that, then they're they're vulnerable to the piranhas.
0: Right. And that's that's the thing that I feel like risks a reputation of a show within mm-hmm. a fandom. Like mm-hmm. if you don't honor what the fans are constructing in their own canon right. <laughs> of your show. Sometimes that can turn the fans against you.
1: Yeah, cuz sometimes they they decide that they, even though like if you could step outside and objectively say, okay, the way the show ended was not what the fans expected, but everyone's but it's it's not necessarily worse, it's just that everyone fell in love with this particular fan theory. Mm-hmm. People can really turn on you on that. And it's a it's absolutely a double-edged sword because people can turn on you if you pay that off too closely to what they thought, too. Right. But that's, like, you know, it's because I, I read a little bit of that Rickus Rick theory. And like one of this kind of one of his linchpins is this scene or like there's this I, 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 I and I haven't fact checked some of these statements. But yeah, yeah. they said that, uh, you know, Rick left his family like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But there's an image when you're looking through Rick's memory of him bouncing Morty on his, his knee. So like, yep. oh, that must have been a Morty that was born 20 years ago. and Maybe evil Morty's 20 years old. But I like, guess my problem with that is. You know, like Rick can be gone from the family and maybe show up for the birth of Morty or three months later just to see his grandson and then take off again. And that's not like being back (laughs) on our lives. That's just him like, you know, flying in and and then flying back out. Um, and also, like, what does that even mean? Like, if Evil Morty's 20 years old, he doesn't look like he's 20. Sure. So, but the, but I feel like some, it's like there's this weird mesh where they're trying to use the fact that these people are ageless, but they can also experience time. And, and what I'm like, what I think you're supposed to understand is like, you know how light can slow down when it hits like a crystal? Like, the speed of light slows in certain mediums. Like, that's what these characters are doing. Like, there's time elapsing, but it goes <laughs> at a very, very slow period
0: my opinion on this is you're not supposed to think about it this hard there's also the fuck out internet that's what i think there's also that and you know i have to admit my own culpability in all of this because look we're talking about it right we're propping this this dissection of it up so yeah i
1: mean you and i grew up i'm not an innocent you and i grew up fantasizing and debating what it meant that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker fought on the rim of a Vol- volcano uh-huh. after being friends in the clone wars. Like there, there was like three sentences that we were building entire worlds off of. And then George Lucas disappointed us all with the prequel trilogy. <laughs> um, with apologies to all the millennials and zoomers among us who unironically love the prequels. Jesus Christ. You're, I've, you're, you're limited too if I saw him when I was three years old, I, 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 I don't <laughs> want to take away anyone's joy, but, uh, I, so this brings me to like the Mortius Morty um, theory that was uh, something came up with by a Redditor called the Fargo. Hmm. And his theory is that this Morty, we call him evil Morty, but he's actually a good Morty that was saddled with a a truly evil Rick.
0: Okay, this sounds very similar to the Rickest Rick Master Theory thing.
1: So this is this is where, like, this, this Morty defeats him some way and is able to, like, you know, cyber-engineer his brain. There's a lot of handling because, like, how mm-hmm. the fuck could a Morty possibly do this? But he is... But he's, if he's the Rickest Morty. Uh, maybe. the This leads up to, the, like, Morty's doing all this testing, and his theory is he's trying to find the Ricks that actually care about the Morty, because that's a, uh, the, the, the Ricks that he can work with. Um, so I don't know, like... I kind of like this and this, this theory I think is also compatible with what we know from season three, where this, this quote unquote evil Morty is trying to consolidate power of the Ricks. Cause once you've identified like the dividing line of good and bad Ricks, then the next step is to purge the evil Ricks, which, you know, Rick did a damn fine job of like really decimating uh, or more the, the council of Ricks when he teleported them into the, the heart of the galactic empire yeah. uh, or federation. Um, and then you would want to consolidate power to like you know start reshaping the world of ricks in your own image. Mm-hmm. So, I I kind of I kind of like that that this isn't evil morty. He's like uh almost like an Ozymandias mandius from the watchman morty. Uh maybe you don't agree with his yeah. methods, but his end result is kind of laudable, but that, I guess that goes to how you feel about the the ending of the watchman too. Sure. Uh, okay, so we did a lot of the lore, um, and again, we'll we'll do more in depth coverage in season three when we get a chance to kind of slow down and and uh, spend a little bit more time researching this. You you, you alluded to this early on in the episode, the fact that there's a pr- that, you know we praised how well they've paced the release of these episodes, mm-hmm. and even the even the showrunners themselves seemed like they agreed that like ah we kind of we kind of screwed the pooch by not having this to be the finale. And it seemed like the only reason they wanted it, they didn't because they they had in this in like two parter, like true cliffhanger that they would pay off, and and like it seemed like they were even struggling to like, why did we do that? Like it seems like this is like it, like if yeah. you ended if you fade the black on Evil Morty boarding the transport, you know people would be fucking losing their mind, and and maybe also like the regret is that. If you're just a fan watching this as they come out and you see this episode and there's one more, like, oh, there's no way that they don't pay this off, yeah. And then you go to some completely random two-parter adventure that's like, I don't know. It's almost like in Star Trek season three. You have, what if you had the like the best of both worlds, part one, and it's not the finale? There's another episode where it's just Luox Luoxana fucking right. around a Troy. Like, the fans would fucking lose their mind. Yeah, I,
0: I think this next episode, 111, Rixie Business, would have been much better suited for, like, maybe between this episode and something Ricked This Way Comes. Hmm. Like, between the devil episode. They yeah, and...
1: could do a two-parter, just like in the middle of the season, you know?
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, this is almost wholly unconnected, right? Rixie yeah. bu-
1: Rixi Business. Yeah, It's just yeah. a big party, so, like... It's just a, it's just a party, there's... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like one of those things where like the desire to be that episodic kind of formulaic, maybe bit them in the ass because that's like what you do Mm. when you're writing like, you know, television shows as you end the season on like a two parter, like, you know, stay tuned for the next one. And they weren't clearly ready to advance this plot because this, like, I I think they, they also know that this is, this is, they're playing with, uh, um, they're playing an anti here. uh like, this is one of the coolest episodes of Rick and Morty, and it's got people's fans, uh, it's got the fans' imagination on fire, but it's also, like, one of those things where, as we pointed out in this episode, there's many, many pitfalls that you could fall into. So it's like, you know, I don't know, but maybe it's it's also one of the things which you're in it, like, you don't realize what kind of lightning you had in the bottle until you see the fans' reaction sure, to it. Sure, could be. You know, maybe like they were afraid, like oh, maybe people won't like the continuity, or people were like, what is that? We thought I mean, Rick... they've had such an accurate read on it, though. Like they knew
0: the Cronenberg one was going to be big. Uh, they kind of shifted that around in the season to to make it work. I feel mm-hmm. like they could have known, and probably did know what they had here. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's also. Um this Easter egg on the Dodo world when they're in the Dodo dimension. Um, one of the mini portals of Rick's opens up, there's like this, this random collection of objects that comes, um, shitting through the, uh, one of the portals. And that is, there's an episode of gravity falls, which is another, uh, animated show in the cartoon network. Uh, the episode society of the blind eye, one of the, um, the episode's ending credit g- gags reveals that one of the characters loses these same three exact items through his interdimensional portal. Hmm. Um, so, I, Justin Roiland's good friends with the showrunner of that, Alex Hirsch, and I think that there was... I read an interview that there was a plan to kind of have this like subtle continuity between these two programs where, you know, like the, you'd see a character in the background that kind of suggests that they are and maybe there would be room for an epic crossover eventually. It seems like in the fullness of time, that's just hard to do, to coordinate two different writers rooms to work on a project once and like Not how sure. that fucks the continuity. And they're like, oh, we got it, it seems like they've moved away from that. But it was a cool idea. Um mm-hmm. I yeah I I like it when they 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 build those kind of continuities but um there's also um in episode Total Recall next season uh that's the one where the parasites or the mind parasites are running and and making all these crazy characters and and uh Rick that says I've got about a thousand memories of you and only six of them are pleasant to Morty and so It so <laughs> happens that like there's exactly six memories of Morty that the that evil morty was them. going through here yeah okay now the thing yeah. is like um i think that's kind of cool but when i was cataloging the actual memories one of them was Morty being electrocuted through his fingertips. One of them was Morty <laughs> frantically running from a monster. It looks like it's about to eat him. Uh, and then the others are pretty benign. Like, one of them is smiling in Rick's flying car. Like, maybe it's the first day he took him up in the saucer. One is Rick giving Morty the love serum, which, is that a pleasant memory? One of them is Morty <laughs> handing him his flask. Uh, it looks like Rick's point of view is him passed out on the floor. Again, maybe that's happy to Rick. And then one of them is imbouncing bouncing as a baby. So... I don't know. I would love to What is the pleasant memory of of Morty being electrocuted through his fingerprints? Is that's that's the sadistic side of Rick? Yeah. Right? How do you define pleasant memory for Rick? That's the bully side of him. <laughs> I think that's all for the commentary with uh, Justin, Dan, and the the other showrunners. There was another. Um, a commentary by Ken Osborne and Pendleton Ward. I'll so, confess but, to not listening to this after the experience with uh, Robert Kirkman and broke you, Scott Campbell. I, I
0: couldn't listen to another guest interview.
1: So these are the guys that are uh, the principals behind um, Adventure Time, uh, and it's it's another one of those things where they just express admiration, and of they found, they multiple times found themselves like getting like caught in the watching the cartoon <laughs> rather than doing commentary. Um, but there's a couple of th- I thought things that were interesting um that one of them actually did talk to a physicist about like the alternate universes and you know like when cuz I think the Star Trek understanding of alternate universes is like you know you're uh uh you, you have the desire to like chew a piece of bubble gum and once you make that choice there's also a a split from the universe where you didn't eat the chewing gum right you didn't make the chewing gum and uh, pendleton ward asked this guy like when does it actually happen is like when you physically make the choice or when you mentally decide and the physicist said well in multiverse theory alternate universes split at every time there's a quantum event
0: sure that makes sense
1: so every time like a Uh, you know, something experiences radioactive decay every time a quark spins counterclockwise versus clockwise. Yeah, uh, that literally melted my brain because I could almost get behind the idea of like every time a physical reaction occurs in the universe, like the opposite thing happens. But like, there's so many fucking quantum events. Yeah,
0: it's innumerable.
1: It yeah, literally, it's Uh. it's well, I mean, it's 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 infinity. You start thinking about that, and your brain runs out your ear sure so yeah yeah, i'm gonna i think i'm gonna i'm gonna forget that and go back to my star trek understanding where i can just grasp it uh and then he also said something interesting about uh, they were pondering about like why watching a character so evil as rick um is fun and like you know why is that why is it fun to watch tony montana like kill a bunch of people why is it fun to watch walter white you know and they're like he said something I thought was insightful, which is it doesn't matter if characters are good or evil. If a character is having a good time and are triumphing, like, you kind of want to have a good lo- time and go along with it. And some of the creative tension is, like, when you are forced to confront the fact that them having a good time entails other people having a bad time. And I was thinking, was like, you know, like... Okay, because like, that was going to be my, yeah, my natural
0: question. yeah is if the bad guy is having a good time, how can I ever
1: judge him for it then? Right, yeah. No, it's it's like, you know... Uh, but I, they, it's it's interesting because it, like also explains a lot of like human nature like why people go along with mob mentality and like why what is the thing that makes a person like sicken and turn away um, you know it's like with Walter White it's like he's super cool and you like seeing him do bad things to bad people but oh my god did he just put an eleven year old in a tub of acid holy shit I don't know how I feel about that uh, <laughs> did he just pull a knife on his wife like what did he just abduct his daughter like there's I, I, I thought it was really um, pretty insightful on, the fa- on, on guys who, who write a really silly 11-minute cartoon.
0: Pickle Me This is distributed by Bald Move in association with Starburns Audio. It's produced by Jason Smith and Scott Porch from Starburns and myself, Menaeron, from Bald Move. All music featured on this podcast is from the Rick and Morty soundtrack, available from Sub Pop Records. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To discover the many other great shows we do, please check out baldmove.com and starburns.audio. If you appreciate what we do and want to directly support us, consider joining our club at club.baldmove.com to get access to exclusive bonus audio and video features. Finally, you can follow us on your favorite social media, at Bald Move. See you next time. Also, every 10 seconds, it stabs your balls.